Hi, I'm Camila Peebles, and this is Real Charlotte Living, a weekly podcast highlighting Charlotte area lifestyle, business, and real estate. On today's episode, we're going to discuss my recent trip to California wine country. It was fabulous. Um, I went to Sonoma and Napa and spent uh, from Thursday to Monday there. And I just want to talk about a little bit about the trip, um, where we went, what we did, what I saw, um, some of the expectations that I had, um, and some things that I would do differently even. So as you're planning your trip or if you're thinking about it, I'd love to just kind of share my experience with you. And I'd love to hear back from you guys. If anyone's been and you have recommendations, please uh, email me at hello at Real Charlotte Living. Um, I'd love to have those ideas and share that with the rest of our audience as well. So I left this, um, this last weekend with a group of friends and we actually, this trip was originally intended to be taken in March in celebration of um, one of my friends that was their birthday. And due to COVID, of course, uh, we had to reschedule our plans and ended up having to reschedule for October. The beautiful thing is October is actually the best time to go to wine country. Um, most of your vineyards, your wineries are um, releasing or have their new releases. And so you're getting um, just an amazing experience. You're getting to try some new wines that they are just now beginning to distribute and release to the public. So it's really, really exciting. So I want to talk to you a little bit about our itinerary. And so we flew into San Francisco. We flew in in the morning. And because I'm someone who I want to make the most out of the entire trip. And so while we were in, in San Francisco, we had a little bit time to do some sightseeing there. And we had a great time going to a couple of iconic landmarks. So our first stop was um, what's called the Painted Ladies. And it's a row of townhomes. Most notably, I feel like most people will be very familiar with Full House. And it's the row of homes of different colors that you see in the intro, as well as sort of the park that sits in front of it. Um, so we got out, walked around the park, took pictures of the homes and things like that. So that was fun. And then the next iconic landmark, of course, is the Golden Gate Bridge. And I have to tell you, it was so, the scenery there is just so beautiful. I love, I love California. Um, but the, you know, being in the bay with the gate, um, the Golden Gate Bridge is the backdrop, which fun fact one of us was wondering, why isn't the bridge painted gold? And it's because the bridge is not named after the color, it's named after the waterway underneath it. So fun fact for you, if you didn't know, because I didn't know before we Googled it that day. Um, and so we went, we actually crossed over the Golden Gate Bridge first, and then we went to a place called Hawk Hill. 
Hawk, as in the bird, Hill. And it was listed as one of the best places to get a photo of the Golden Gate Bridge, and it did not disappoint. You're able to um, park and get, a, there are several overlooks in Hawk Hill, and so we were able to park in a few different locations to get different angles. Um, and the best part is you're able to get a full panoramic of the bridge with San Francisco in the background. So it makes for a beautiful, beautiful um, backdrop for all your Instagram and whatever photo albums that you have out there. And so then we, we left Golden Gate Bridge and then our final sort of San Francisco stop was Muir Woods. And Muir Woods was the destination for seeing the Redwoods of the famous redwoods of California. Um, and so being able to see the redwood forest, they were just, I would say, even more majestic and incredible, of course, in person um, than you can imagine. And um, we spent, there are a few different trails that you can take. So you can do like a half hour loop, you can take an hour loop. I believe we did the hour loop just because I wanted us to really be able to walk the trails and really take it all in without being rushed um, and enjoying just the beautiful creation that we were standing in the middle of. And so that was sort of how we got our day kicked off straight off the plane. It was quite going to, you know, knock out some of these iconic landmarks in San Francisco. And so that took us until about three or four o'clock that day. And then it was time for us to go check into our Airbnb. And we stayed, y'all, I am not getting paid for this recommendation, but we stayed at the most wonderful, amazing Airbnb. Um, it was so well suited for our needs. It was so perfectly situated between Napa and Sonoma. It's in Glen Ellen. And it's called, um, if you look it up on Airbnb, it's the Sonoma Pool House. Um, they also have a Facebook page. I believe it's also Sonoma Pool House. Um, but it was like the grounds were beautiful. It's um, the views from the property are panoramic views of like mountains and wineries around you. There are wineries that are within walking distance, which was great of the property. Um, but the best part was there was a pool, there was a hot tub, there was a guest house. And the reason I say it worked out so perfectly for us is because there were five of us traveling. One, um, there was one couple in the five, and so they were able to take the whole guest house, and then the rest of us um, had our own bedrooms in the main house. Um, and so it was just perfect situation, full kitchen. Another thing that I loved about this property is that it was well stocked, and the owner was very, um, what's the best word? I think the owner was very intentional. Like it was hospitality at a very high level. I'm talking robes and slippers, like multiple pairs in every room. Um, 
One of my really big pet peeves is going to an Airbnb and there not being um, a sufficient amount of basics like glassware. If you have four sets of wine glasses in your cabinet, I'm annoyed. So he had a fully stocked, um, you know, selection of wine glasses and not just like wine glasses, but he had red wine glasses. They had white wine glasses. They had champagne flutes. So um, I think perfect for if you're going to be in wine country, you should have a selection of wine glasses to go with whatever you're drinking. Um, that was great. Plenty of plates, coffee mugs, um, coffee makers, you know, just everything that you need to feel comfortable in your stay and things that you probably have at home and that you use on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so very, just very intentional and thoughtful in the things that they provided and the amenities that they offered, as well as just the beautiful grounds of the property itself. And so um, I definitely recommend Sonoma Pool House. And so, um, so that was our, our first day. We got checked in and then we went to dinner. We um, went to dinner in Glen Allen, which is where we were staying. I felt like it was our first day. Oh, side note, I was the itinerary travel planner for this. I would recommend that you hire a professional. I did this. It was a work of love because it was family and friends like family on this trip, but it was very time consuming, <laughs> very time consuming. So if you don't want to spend that much time planning an itinerary, I suggest you hire a professional, which is what I would do in the future. Um, so that was, okay, so we got there on a Thursday. So then on Friday is when we started our first round of um, tastings. And let me just pull up some of the places that we went. Um, so the first place that we went to is in a place called Jenner, California. And it was Fort Ross Vineyard and Winery. And the reason I selected this vineyard is because it was um, reported that it was one of the most beautiful wineries to visit the destination. So I chose that mainly for its scenic overlook. You, it's on the coast and you would be able to see the Pacific Ocean from there. I have to tell you, our favorite part about this winery was the drive to the winery. It was absolutely stunning. Once you get close enough, you're driving along the Pacific coast. I don't know how many times we got out to take pictures on the way there, but the drive to the winery, winery, sorry, was actually, I would say probably more stunning than the vineyard itself. Um, it was a beautiful, location. Um, we had a great tasting experience. Um, the wines, the wines were really good. I will say on a side note, um, something to think about is when you're visiting a winery, the sommelier or whoever is, you know, giving you your tasting that person's level of knowledge and that person's ability to communicate and tell a story really makes a difference. And so in our visit 
to Fort Ross, our person, I'll be honest, was not all that great and it affected our tasting. However, I could hear another young lady at another table and she was giving another party the experience that I was expecting from the guy that we had at our table. So I'll just tell you, um, it does matter who your, um, who your sommelier is and, and their ability to communicate. But because we had such an amazing time just driving there, getting there, um, and again, the wines were the wines were good. We did enjoy our time there. And again, it's wine country. I mean, really, how bad can it be? So we had a great time there. Um, and then our second de destination was a place called Reeve Wine, and that's R-E-E-V-E -E -E, Wine. And that was located in Helbsburg, California. Now, Reeve is a younger winery. They are actually the owners of Banshee Wines, or actually they previously owned Banshee Wines. I believe they sold it. Um, but that was another great experience, beautiful grounds. Um, the one thing I can say about um, our time there is I don't know what it was like prior to our current state of living, which is, you know, COVID and pandemic and all of that. And so I, I can't give you the experience of what it was like to visit the wineries prior to that. And I can say, you know, one of the expectations that I had going in is that we would go on all these tours, that we would have, um, you know, all a long story and educational experience would be provided. And it was not like that. Um, and the, the options for most of the places to take a tour were not available, um, mainly because of COVID. And so it was more of you're just paying to sit down and have a flight of a few different wines um, with a brief explanation of maybe, you know, what range or mountain range or what area they were grown in. And that was pretty much it. Um, and so it's, it's really tasting wines with a beautiful backdrop without the story and the history. And so that part for me was a little bit of, a, of an adjustment for my expectations. Um, so that was, let's see, that was Friday. And we had dinner at a restaurant called Lagar. It's a French restaurant located in Santa Rosa. So the great thing is we kind of hopped all around from, um, from Napa to Sonoma and all the different little cities in between um, and in Sonoma County. And Lagar was delicious food. I can say the one thing you won't lack is good quality food there. Um, so we ate dinner at Lagar that night. It was delicious, French restaurant. Um, the other thing that caught us off guard, we encountered it a couple of times, and that was uh, a couple of times our servers got annoyed when we let them know that it was going to be separate checks. Now, here in North Carolina, it's a party of five. Typically, a party of maybe six or eight or more is considered a large party, and they do one checks. And so we didn't think that we needed to, you know, tell them in the beginning. 
I'm used to people here asking, well, the checks, are they all together? Are they separate? Um, it we weren't the kind of group that looked like we were all like coupled up or anything. So it was, um, I didn't think that any assumptions would have been made, but, um, a couple of times we had a server bring out one check and then we asked them to split it. And it was like, they were obviously annoyed. So, <laughs> which then annoyed me because I've worked in hospitality. And even if you are annoyed, you're not supposed to show it. But anyway, so food for thought, if you go in the future or if you guys go and you're going with a group, definitely tell the server in advance that your checks are gonna be separate. And that's what we started doing. Um, and that just made everything, uh, I would say, run a whole lot smoother and add to a better experience. And so let's see, that was Friday. Then Saturday, Saturday was originally we were going to go to another winery and another tasting room. But we had been going so hard driving back and forth to the different locations that by Saturday, we kind of needed a break. Um, as a plan, as, as the sort of designated travel planner, I could tell that we all kind of needed a break. So we canceled our plans for that day. And instead, we just drove into downtown um, Sonoma and went shopping, did, um, they had a festival going on there. And that's the one thing about wine country, again, at this time of year especially, there are all kinds of activities going on. So even if you don't have a set itinerary, even if you don't have a schedule um, or kind of know exactly what you're gonna get into, something's going on that you can do kind of spur of the moment. And so there were definite, there were art galleries to go visit, which I personally love. Um, I love seeing local artists and um, just, you know, getting a feel for um, the locals and what they're doing. And of course, it's Napa's wine country peak season, so there are a lot of a lot of tourists there as well. But it was we had a great time there, just kind of hanging out, relaxing. And the best part of our day on Saturday was dinner. And I, this is another place that I give like five stars, highly recommend. You must go check it out. And it's a restaurant called Torque, T-O-R-C, and it's in Napa, it's on Main Street. When I tell you from beginning to end, we had a phenomenal experience. It was extraordinary service. From the moment that we came in, the host, um, was just, it wasn't just, you know, here's, you know, follow me, here's your table. He was very engaging um, from the time that he was, you know, took us, was picking us up and then taking us to our table. You could just tell when people are happy to be at work. And this was an environment that I could tell that everyone there was happy to be at work and was taking a lot of pride in their job. Um, then we had our server, I forgot his name, but he was awesome. Again, very knowledgeable, very accommodating, very um, just great at um, making us feel welcome there. And the food was, phenomenal. Um, 
we all kind of had something different, um, but it was just, it was just an all around A plus five star experience that I highly recommend. If you go to Napa or Sonoma that you definitely take the time to go visit Torque, you won't, you won't be disappointed. I am 100% positive and confident about that recommendation. And so that was our Saturday. And then of course, pretty much every night we went back to our house because the house was like so much fun and drank more wine or got in the hot tub and relaxed. And so being there um, was just an unforgettable experience. And so then our last day, Sunday, was probably one of our favorite, actually it was our favorite uh, vineyard and winery we went to on Sunday, and that was called Sequoia Grove. Sequoia Grove is located also in Napa off St. Helena Highway, and it was a beautiful destination. The service was top of the line. Again, all those things combined make for a great experience. Our sommelier was an excellent storyteller provided an experience for us. Um, they did, you know, one of the um, things that we enjoyed was they had us taste like salt, um, a lemon, like juice from a lemon, and then a grape, and sort of tasting the wine and then tasting like that element after each sip to sort of get a feel for how that changes the profile, the flavor profile. Um, so I like, you know, little things like that where you're learning something new. Um, she had us do a comparison side by side between a 2015 Cabernet and a 2016 Cabernet because in the years 2011 through 2015, it had been very, very dry. And then in 2016, it rained. And so she had us compare the two um, to see how the weather impacted um, the, the profile of the wine. So that was, that was a lot of fun. They have a great little gift shop for you to buy things. And then our, um, that day we went to lunch. Oh, here's another great place. This is, the name of it is called Soul Bar, S-O-L-B-A-R. And it's actually part of a resort, Auberge. And it was phenomenal in terms of, I would say the food was delicious, but it was more of the atmosphere and the vibe. Just think like sexy pool cabana vibe. That's what it was. Um, so it was a great like sunny California afternoon day for lunch um, at Soul Bar and just kind of people watching. Uh, you could tell it was sort of the hot spot for people to go to. And um, other than that, then our last, oh, so the last place that we went, this was our last winery. It was called Castello di Amorosa. I'm going to be honest. I did not care for the wines. None of us cared for the wines. This place is purely destination. My recommendation to you would be pay for the least expensive uh, tasting experience that you can 
And then you're, because you're really just going to walk around this winery that is actually a castle. And so the owner of Castello di Amorosa had each brick was shipped in from Tuscany and it literally looks like a castle. Um, and so it's just the experience of walking around this castle. It's really just photo Instagram worthy. And that's what you're paying. I think we paid like 40 bucks to basically take pictures at a castle. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. And all of this, you know, we had a great time and it was also a learning experience because I think going back, because I will definitely be back, there are things that I learned. There are things that maybe I'll do differently the next time than the way that we planned it this time. Um, one of the things that you should know is if you've got a party of more than four, you're definitely gonna wanna have to have, want to make reservations. We did make reservations in advance and I'm glad that we did. I probably should have started a lot sooner because there were places that I couldn't get into because they were already booked and that was a month out. Um, but anything over four, the likelihood that you may not be able to get in because of limited capacity is higher. So I definitely recommend making reserv reservations. Um, but then there's also places that you can kind of just walk in and see if they can accommodate you. So you kind of have, I would have like, have your plan A and then sort of have maybe some others on your list that, hey, if we can get in, then we're gonna go ahead and, and try those. Um, what to expect budget-wise, um, because I was the planner for this trip, I did have um, kind of an idea of, and was able to commute, I wanted to make sure everyone in my party uh, had an understanding of kind of what money they needed to budget. And I would say that you can expect to pay on average about 50 bucks per uh, tasting experience. Um, so it's, you're easily going to spend 100 to 150 just in wine tastings per day, depending on how many you do. Um, with that being said, by the end of it, by the time we got to our last tasting, we didn't even finish the flight. We were so, we were so sick of tasting wine um, that we basically were like, okay, that's good. And then the wine wasn't, like I said, it wasn't all that great. So we were just like, I'm done. At this point, we were like, I'd rather go back to our really cool house, buy wine, get dinner to go. We were leaving the next day. So it was kind of, we were kind of in like winding down mode. Um, so I would recommend maybe not being, because um, we were hitting about two to three wineries a day. I would, I think in hindsight, going back, I would do, a, do one day where you visit wineries, buy some really awesome bottles of wine from those wineries, like the top ones, and then go back have your wine, do your own wine tasting. The place that we had, there was um, an area for us to dine al fresco with, you know, the string lights and all of that. So there was actually a little wine bar um, attached to the guest house. So we could have had like our own little wine tasting experience at our own kind of pace um, and then just done some other like sightseeing activities in the area. So. 
Um, other than that, um, I just recommend that if you've never been to wine country, it definitely is, is worth going. It was such a great time. You know, I'm a believer that travel is the whole experience isn't just about the places that you're going, but it's also the people and the company that you have going with you. And so all of that combined together was just a memorable, fun. I mean, we laughed like crazy the entire time. Um, and it was just an unforgettable, memorable experience. So whether you're celebrating a birthday or you need a girl's weekend or a guy's weekend, or, um, you just want to get away and do something, I definitely recommend heading out to wine country, Napa and Sonoma. There are more wineries than you could ever go visit. Um, that was the other thing I did not realize, like how many were out there. Um, so it's definitely a place that you could go over and over again and never go to the same place twice. Um, so, oh, there's one other place that I have to tell you about. It was, so every morning we stumbled across this French bakery in Glen Ellen and it became every morning we had to have fresh pastries from this little bakery. The name of the bakery, and I might just butcher this, because it's French and I am not. Um, but the name of the bakery is Les Pascal Patisserie et Boulangerie. I will drop a link in the show notes for you to look that up um, because I'm sure, like I said, that I just butchered it. But fresh baked pastries, they were the bomb. Um, so I definitely, that's another, like, if you're there, you must go there and have pastry, have fresh pastries every morning for breakfast before you head out the door and start your wine tasting. And that's pretty much it folks for my trip. There's so much more to share. Um, but I actually have in a future episode, I have lined up a sommelier, a true sommelier who is actually going to give us a more in-depth uh, discussion of wine. So I'm really looking forward to that conversation. In the meanwhile, I hope you guys have enjoyed this show, this episode. I hope there's something that you can take away. I definitely hope that you are on the internet Googling and thinking about when you're going to take your trip out to wine country. That's all for today, everyone. And until next week, I will talk to you soon. Oh, don't forget to subscribe Real Charlotte Living wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks.